This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson along with Chris Salcedo for our coverage of the third and final presidential debate of the 2016 presidential election. Chris, the powder keg that Trump had, uh, Democrats on record, Pledging, basically backing up what he said that for the last 50 years, they've been rigging elections. They had a Democrat on tape saying it. And he, with ties to, who said they had ties to the Clinton campaign and to the DNC, and Trump needed to make that case. And he did not. If Donald Trump goes on to lose this election, I think some of it uh, will be tonight's debate that he could lay the blame at tonight's debate in his performance. Again, I thought it was basically a draw. He didn't look horrible or anything. No, not at all. he had to make a better showing. He had to turn some things around, and he had to put Hillary on the defensive for all of her legitimate failures. Indeed. And he didn't do it over and over, missed opportunity. In fact, you mentioned the Project Veritas. Not only did he not know the name and and called it those clips, which people (laughs) don't know what the hell he's talking about because it's been suppressed by the media. Exactly. he mentioned that twice. I know. Chris, two times, and I know. she completely ignored it. Now, Chris, granted, you are a radio talk show host and you are, are going to be better at this than most. But if you mentioned it twice and they didn't respond, would you then just move on? You, Not at all. I would know that they. In fact, somebody tweeted out, I think I retweeted as well, that um, they're taught in there. Here it is. Uh, Kyle tweeted at Doc Thompson Show. At Hillary Clinton, in police work, we were taught ignoring or sidetracking is a sign of guilt. Exactly. You know, but, you know, he did do that at one point uh, when he was talking about when they were talking about the borders. He goes, boy, that, did you notice how she pivot, uh, pivoted on talking right. about the borders? Uh, you know, he he was successful at that because the border is his issue. He but knew he knows and, it. and he understood it. Yes. Mm-hmm. This Project Veritas was too new. He was too busy campaigning. He didn't do a- enough debate prep. He, look, I don't look all you all you Trump fans out there. I'm not saying that he had a bad showing. Not he at all. needed he needed to have a knock the a, a grand slam showing, and he had a respectable showing. And, and again, like you said, draw maybe slight advantage to Donald Trump, but he needed more. He needed to do more to make to move the needle. I don't think the election cycle rested on the debate tonight. Uh, is the reason why he he will uh, 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 potentially lose. It was it was the lack of the preparation in the first debate, missed opportunity, and this third debate missed opportunity. He didn't take advantage 
of the opportunities to force Hillary Clinton to address her record, which is what they have been running away from in the Brian Williams press and what her detractor or what her supporters rather online and on Twitter tonight were trying to distract. They they were taunting us on Twitter tonight, uh, conservatives saying, "Ah, you know what? We, we know she's crooked. We know it because we know her better than anybody else. But but she she's winning it. And 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 they know it. See, the reason I think tonight is, is going to be a night that or a, a mark that they could they could look at and say this is where he lost it is there, there's so many things that go into it. There's so many moving pieces. It's not one moment usually. But tonight's missed opportunity to turn things around because the last week or so has been unprecedented with the surprise videos and the amount of crap that he has taken to make him look bad. This is the opportunity he, he had and needed to turn it around and make himself look good, and he didn't. It's not that I think he did poorly. I think it's basically a draw. The reason I say basically a draw, Hillary Clinton may have won a handful of people over that are the, the drive-bys, the people that don't really pay attention, the people that don't know the issues, those in the middle, a lot of younger people who only listen and pick up one or two little nuggets that just sound nice. Things about being nice and helping all people. In fact, there was a, a moment, about a 30-second speech she gave in the middle, and we're going to pull up the, the video and audio in just a moment for you, where she sounded wonderful. If you didn't know who she was, if you didn't know what she stood for, her track record, and just listen to a couple of sentences she strung together, it sounded great. And I thought at that moment, I know that there is somebody listening right now who heard this, yeah. somebody young who went... Wow. Oh, what a nice lady. That's the America I want to live in. Right. What a nice nice? lady. Wasn't she a nice lady? You know, uh, what she was saying was complete hypocrisy and bullcrap. Well, we all, yeah, we all know that. We all know that she's two faced and she's a liar. You know, did you notice the first question out of the bat about Supreme Court? Wait, what would you value out of a Supreme Court justice? The word constitution never entered her answer. Not once. In fact, what was the first part? What what was her, what did she lead with? I think it was in the first sentence or two, she said something like, somebody who values women and... Yeah, well, here here it is. I got the clip. Listen to this. You do it? Okay, yeah, listen. You know, I think when we talk about the Supreme Court, it really raises the central issue in this election. Namely, what kind of country are we going to be? What kind of opportunities will we provide for our citizens? What will we provide? It's all government-centered with this woman. We will provide. We will provide for you. Not, not get out of the citizens' way and let them earn it themselves. No, no. What the government will give you. Listen what kind to of rights will Americans have? And I feel strongly that the Supreme Court needs to stand on the side of the American is. people, not on the side of the powerful corporations and the wealthy that's not their job their job is to stand on the side of the constitution period end of sentence mm-hmm. period end of sentence now donald trump to his credit in his answer he invoked if if you have a few seconds here he invoked the constitution several times we need a supreme court that in my opinion is going to uphold the second amendment and all amendments but the second amendment which is under absolute siege uh, i believe if my opponent should win this race, which I truly don't think will happen. Uh, we will have a Second Amendment, which will be a very, very small replica of what it is right now. But I feel that it's absolutely important that we uphold because of the fact that it is under such uh, trauma. Uh, I feel that the uh, justices that I am going to appoint, and I've named 20 of them, the justices that I'm going to appoint will 
be pro-life. They will have a conservative bent. Uh, they will be protecting the Second Amendment. They are great scholars in all cases, and they are people of tremendous respect. Uh, they will interpret the Constitution. Bing, bing, bing. And he said Constitution a couple of other times in his response. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Robin Walensky from the Blaze Radio Network, who is, I believe, in Las Vegas. How are you? Yeah, hey, Doc. How are you? You know, I'll tell you, I have a very different take on it. You know, I've been hold here on, for Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wait one second, Robin. Uh, you were supposed to join us in the pre-show as well. Um, yeah, how where much you did been? You lose? How much did you lose? I was, I was supposed to be on in the pre-show, really? I thought you yeah. guys were only doing a post-show. I would have been on, but here's the bottom line. You was know, it the I've craps table or roulette wheel? Which one was it? <laughs> Roulette, roulette wheel, baby, double zero. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sorry, yes, please the, the, the bottom line is this, that, you know, a lot of people here in Vegas, you know, with the unions and all of that, you would think that they're all, you know, in the tank for Hillary, but sure. it's shocking that you talk to people privately, and there are a lot of Trump supporters out here in Las Vegas. In fact, when I was walking around the UNLV campus earlier today, there were actually more Trump signs than Hillary signs. So let me ask you, the, 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 absolutely, the people that you said are, you know, unlikely Trump supporters, the, the union people, did any of them give you any insight why? What are the types of things they're saying? I mean, I could guess, but I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I asked them, you know, what, what is it about Trump that you like? And a lot of them, uh, you know, people that work in the casino and such, you know, food and beverage, people are worried. They're already getting the bill for their uh, health care and, you know, it's tripled. So they're very worried about the whole Obamacare cuts that actually haven't kicked in yet until Obama's going to be out of office. And a couple of them so I think specifically that the mentioned one. that to you. That's incredible. Yes, health care is the big health care is the big one because a lot of these people, you know, are middle aged, thirties and forties. They have parents that perhaps are elderly or or sick, and you know they they can see you know what the health care costs are when someone's in the hospital for a prolonged period of time. And that's the big nugget that you hear, that people realize that the Obamacare cuts really haven't kicked in yet. I just want to tell you this, though, Doc. I will tell you that uh, a few days off the campaign trail really did Hillary Clinton some good. Uh, She definitely looked rested, maybe a little Botox there. Uh, (laughs) I have to tell you that that's really how it looked to me uh, watching it. And um, Hold on. Before you go on, Robin, isn't it funny what— what women notice and what know, men right? notice. I mean, seriously. I I'm, here for the female pers- I'm here for the female perspective. But I know, but it's, fast, it's fascinating to me because, you know, she, was, she looked like she was rested, maybe a little Botox, maybe got you know, a little mani-pedi, who knows? And then Doc and I are talking, well, the Constitution <laughs> oh was invoked. And, um, well, uh, to be, in all <laughs> honesty, yeah, though, I also <laughs> mentioned how she looked a couple times, too, because when she walked on stage, all I could imagine her think about was the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Oh, yeah, that in, fake in plastic, that <laughs> fake plastic right. f- smile she had with on when she walked out. Suit on and with, that. With oh. her te- you know, yeah. obviously, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I've, I've had some work done on my teeth too, but you know, with the fake teeth and the caps and <laughs> that fake smile, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I, and as far as Donald Trump is concerned, to me, he kind of looked a little tired tonight. I mean, the he red eye, of course, he always did. helps. Mm-hmm. But he looked to me. He looked tired. He looked worn out. Uh, Robin, I was I was about twenty minutes in, and I was so frustrated by her. I was begging them to cross the streams. I'm like, cross the oh, streams, wow. just do it. It's time to get rid of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> but uh, I will say this though. Here's what I really think. You know, in talking to students today and talking to casino employees and that sort of thing, I think that this debate is really not going to change minds. 
I mean, if you're a Trump supporter and you're you want change and you want a wall and, and you know, all that jazz, you're going to still be for Donald Trump, even though he looked exhausted tonight. What really bothered me, I think, the most was that they kept talking about Mosul, Mosul, Mosul. What about Benghazi? Not once did they mention Benghazi. Mosul, Mosul. You're going to Saturday Night Live. They're going to be like Mosul, Mosul, Mosul. That, I mean, come on. Well, I mean, yeah, Benghazi and, and, and is Trump, really. Uh... How did he say it too? When, when when Trump mentioned Mosul too, he said something about Mosul. Mosul, <sighs> Mosul. Mosul. Like you know, my, my my like Marty. Oh, like my uncle Marty. Uh, Marty. Uncle Mosul. Oh, yeah. Mosul. 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 Horrible, you know what I mean? Terrible, like someone that you know. Mosul. It sounded like it was someone's name. But, but <laughs> I, at the root of I it, I remember Mosul well. <laughs> at the root of it, though, where was the conversation about Benghazi? Not once did they bring up Benghazi. That's a really Think good point. Think about that. That's in, a great point. In 90 but you know what? And look, here we are. What are we at? Uh, 25 minutes into the, into the post-debate analysis, and we've not mentioned the moderator once, and that's a victory. I thought by far Chris Wallace was the, more, the a most— A non-issue, com- yeah. A non-issue, and that's a victory, and that's the way it should be. Well, I mean, it, listen, I, mean guys, I, I wish guys, you would let him duke Mike it out Wallace- a little bit more, but I can't criticize him by comparison. He did great. Yeah. Guys, listen. He's Mike Wallace's son. He was not going to get up there and embarrass himself and be partisan. That's like uh, Lester Holt did, or like uh, what's her name, uh, Kim? Martha Raddatz. Martha yeah, Mar- 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 Martha Raddatz. Didn't Martha Raddatz won the second debate? We thought uh, because she <laughs> she actually decided she she debate Donald Trump. I mean that that loss over there at uh, ABC News. Uh, Anderson Cooper was okay, and then um, what's her name? Was it Andrea? No, the person that no one knows from CBS. Yeah, uh, Q from CBS. Well, she's still left-wing biased nut. Yeah, she's still a left-wing biased nut. But I mean, yeah, yeah. left-wing kook. So, Robin, what um, what happens around now? I mean, do we know where the campaigns are headed, number one? Number two, I mean, uh, do they have their posses around? I'm not talking just security, but I mean all their peeps. And uh, and what about the camps of people out front? I mean, listen, everyone and their mother is out here. Um, you know, everyone you can name, but I think that everyone is leaving tonight. And listen, uh, as of tomorrow, 19 days. But the thing that, that I really think about, Doc, is that so many people around the country with the early voting and the mail-in ballots, I mean, millions of people have already voted. So I really don't think that this third debate is going to move the needle a hoot. Yeah, and like I said, well, I, I think it won't because, again, you're, you're always talking about those handful of people in the middle, whatever percentage that is. And um, I think a lot of those I think probably had their minds honestly, made Doc, up. Yeah. I, I, honestly, Doc and Chris, I honestly think that that's a media creation that people are in the middle. I haven't met one person who doesn't know who they're voting for. Do you guys know anyone that is no. undecided? Yeah, I, I, no, I, actually, I know a few, but it's <clears throat> it's mainly the young people. And when they say that, I know what they mean by that. If, if listen, if you're undecided, if you're you know. Um, younger and you're still figuring you're gonna you're gonna vote liberal in fact i get you those see- i get those people when that when they're trying to cloak who they're really going to vote for whether it's trump or it's hillary clinton no they uh, mean to their to, in their defense they may not be rabid about it but they they do know which direction they're headed did you see the I, there was just a yeah. poll that that came out it was making its way around uh, about who kids would vote for and it said something like if the election if kids voted something and it was overwhelmingly hillary like 80 percent or something did you did and you, you know why that? that is you know why that is guys i mean anyone who's what 21 you know in their 20s i i when i came in on the plane there were some people that were very young um 
and they don't know anything. You say Bill Clinton and Juanita Broderick and, yeah. you know, Paula, Paula Jones, and you start naming all the names of the 90s that the three of us are old enough to remember those days. Monica Lewinsky, cigars, blue dresses. They know nothing about it. Well, Robin, today on the show, today we, you know, we did a retrospective just for millennials. We reminded them what that testimony was like with the president, the former president right. sitting in that deposition. And then, of course, his admission of guilt. Guys, I want to get this out really quickly. Matt Drudge with, a, with an observation. I hadn't quite looked at it in this way. Media can't cover WikiLeaks and Podesta blank storm because so much of it involves them will take a generation to recover from this corruption. Oh, and that is so yeah. that is so true. Interesting. Interesting. That's a that's a great point. They're going to avoid it if uh, if it's if it's touching on them. All right, Robin. So what's your plan now? Where are you heading? <laughs> if you were here, we'd be going to the bar to like relax. <laughs> be, but since you're we'd, not we'd be here, down at Binion's, we'd be throwing an... those bones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go have an ice water and put together my blaze news for tomorrow. Oh, that's morning, so much crap. Oh, stop it. So you know, no, nobody no, here that believes that for a second. <laughs> But but nice plausible deniability. Very good. We'll we'll leave it at that. All right. I love you guys. See you Thanks, in Dallas. Robin. Appreciate it. See you, lady. Bye. Bye. <laughs> right. Very good. Yeah, glass of water. Listen there. Let's have a glass of water. Yeah. Maybe some uh, some plain white toast. Some hot cocoa. <laughs> Gonna go have some hot cocoa and retire to my bedroom and get ready for my work day tomorrow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nicely done. Nicely done, Robin Walensky. <laughs> you know, Chris. Uh, in fact, when I saw that thing about the younger people. And who they would support, the kids and whoever had it. And I started thinking about all of the different combinations or possibilities of why they would support people on the left. And I think, yeah, a lot of it is what Robin said. You don't remember the 90s. I think it's bigger than that. You just don't know history. You don't know history at all. So if people say things like, well, shouldn't we all get along? Shouldn't everybody have food? Shouldn't everybody... That as a kid, you're going to go, well, well, absolutely, I'll support that. Well, yeah, carry that, that out, though. Why, know why, the don't they know, why don't they know the history? Well, it's because who, the which... Part. Which party controls the government-run yes. education system? Right. So I started thinking about that and, and realizing how amazing that is and what people who know history, not just conservative, people who know history are up against. It's, it's really a tidal wave every, each and every day that we, that we fight against for this stuff. Your call's coming up, 888-900-3393. You're listening to reactions and analysis of The Debate, the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Now, a special presentation. 
Reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Well, I feel much uh, better about the direction of America after after tonight's debate. I feel fantastic about America's future. <laughs> it's going to be swell, I tell you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so sad. So sad. I have it this is. this reoccurring thought. I, I get ticked off at the two candidates, and then I start looking for other candidates and back and forth. And then at some point, it goes full circle, and I come back to, damn it, this is what we have. This is it. And then the whole thing starts over again. <sighs> of 320 million people in America, and this is what we're down to. Yep. The good news is, folks, and this is really important to remember, even if a lot of bad comes, it could be a lot of bad, bad that we can't even imagine. Bad has always happened before, and good people ended up digging out. That's the history of America. Now, I don't want to see that happen, and there's a whole lot of pain in that scenario, but I'm just pointing, even if your worst fears come true, eventually (laughs) the truth will come out. Eventually the right things will happen. Um, Again, I'm not wanting the bad path, but we know we're we're heading down that, that path anyway. So keep doing what you're doing, trying to set wrongs right, but maybe not drive yourself crazy because it is so contentious right now. Chris, I, I have people on Facebook and Twitter just attacking me if I say anything, even something truthful and pretty benign about Donald Trump. If I joke about something that really doesn't matter, like hair or suit or something, much like I do Hillary. How dare you? You're just in it for in it for Hillary. And I'm like, have you looked at the last six posts I've made that just beat her up? You know, yeah. you know what I mean? And the one thing I want to tell people is, yes, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I truly do not understand the people that started off right on. Trump is the answer. I think you're missing it. I do understand the people that say we we can't have Hillary. So I reluctantly will cast that vote. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. But you've got to respect me for standing on my principles and saying I won't and at least understand it because I do you. Because if we don't, that's where the real trouble happens. The reason Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama came to power and have power is because they have divided and conquered for years, dividing up America into these little groups, black people, brown people, white people, yellow people, uh, female people, whatever it is. And now they've managed to drive a wedge into the conservative movement. How do you think that ends for us? Well, I I agree with every bit of analysis except for the the last part, which was who drove the stake through the conservative movement. I would rationalize the culprits are the leadership of the Republican Party. They are the ones. I think they're culpable. And they're the useful idiots, but they're only partially responsible. I believe that Obama and some of his minions and people who are pulling his strings, like the George Soros, I think they're yeah. just that smart. They oh, saw Doc, this. This was you know? this was this was a no brainer. Barack Obama was a no brainer for Republicans. He deserved. He earned. He needed opposition. He was begging to be opposed. This man, this extra constitutional, in my in my opinion, anti-American occupant of the Oval Office, deserved every bit of 
condemnation and rebuke and scorn for the entire eight years he occupied the Oval Office because there, because there was very few things that he did that was in the best interest of this country. Very few. As a matter of fact, I can't even think one off the top of my head that he did in the best interest of the United States. Maybe Ebola. Maybe his response to Ebola. Um, and then maybe uh, until he – and I, I supported his – Troop elevation into Afghanistan, the beginning part of his his occupation of the Oval Office. But then the man said, yeah, and by the way, let me be clear. Here's where we're going to leave. It's like, okay, you idiot. You idiot. So this Barack Obama should have been opposed with every fiber of the Republican Party's being, every constitutional mechanism they could have invoked. Because guess what? The Democrats used every trick they could find whether it was constitutional or extra constitutional to push through their agenda, Republicans couldn't even be bothered to look to the founding document to stand in his way. And that is why that is why Donald Trump now leads the Republican Party. And if if the polls and, and the polls are kind of differing right now, but if the majority of polls are accurate, may lose this election. And the reason why he has been allowed to assume leadership over this Republican Party is because the leadership that is there has been so feckless and so irresponsible and thumbing their nose and disrespecting their base. They And let me put it this way. I'll just get off my soapbox. That the Republican leadership abandoned Americans to Barack Obama and allowed him to savage them. Uh, with his unconstitutional policies, his anti-American policies, and that is why the Republican Party is so in disfavor with their base. So just to be clear, they weren't feck or feckful. They were feckless. Feckless. They feck-less. had no feck. They, no they had feck. No, okay, I just no wanted to feck. make sure I heard right because I'd, <laughs> I'd have to criticize you if you were feckful. I'd be like, dude, come no, on. There was no, no feck. None. There was absence of feck. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. First up in Utah, Salt Lake City. Dan, welcome to the program. How you doing, gentlemen? How you doing, Okay, sir? I got a whole lot to say. Lay it on us. Uh, I'll be as quick as possible. At first, Doc, I love you and love Skip Follow the show every day. Thank you, Chris, Thank same you. deal. All right. So I'm like you. I'm never Trump. I'm never Hillary. This debate and the last debate kind of swayed me a little bit because the last debate, Trump mentioned the word competition when it came to Obamacare and crossing state lines. That got mm-hmm. my hackles up. Mm-hmm. Tonight, he mentioned the word constitution when it came to Second Amendment. Yep. And I have like three guns, and I'm like, all right, that got that got my attention. I like that. Uh, and a abor- and he he was talking, and Hillary was all about emails, emails, and you know Russia and this and that. And my first reaction on Twitter was, you know, well, if you had a secure server, they wouldn't have hacked you, dummy. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, how, how clear is that? Thank you. I don't can't believe Trump can come back with that. Now, wait a minute, no. Dan, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said t- Trump mentioned the Constitution, so you were, you know, he was swaying you, but With Hillary said she was, she said she was pro-Second Amendment, so come on. Oh, no, you both. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say the word. No, he's Second Amendment, and, well, you know, that's how he presents himself. Again, I'm never Trump and blah, 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 but he, he mentioned it, and... He, you know, he, he definitely wanted to. She was totally against it. He wasn't. You I, know? Find it, I found and, it funny, Dan. Huge. That, 
when they kept mentioning the Second Amendment, and this is such the game that, that leftists and Hillary have played and Obama's played it for years, where they make this statement, listen, I support the Second Amendment. But. but listen, no, yeah, done. Exactly. If you're, if you're adding no, anything it, beyond that, forget it. If you read the text, shall not be infringed. There is no but. That means there is no but after that. Right. You know, and he kind of said that, and she kind of went with the but. Well, don't worry. She supports the Second Amendment. Hillary said it, because if she says it, it must be true. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather play Russian roulette with a semi-automatic. Listen, Thank you very trust large. me, she thinks the, the Second Amendment is number two. Don't Don't let that... Don't forget that. She's she's all about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, and, and the whole abortion <laughs> issue, too. He was very pro-life, and she was like, well, this is a very, you know, it's a very tough decision to make. Then I'm thinking, well, why is it a tough decision? Because it's wrong? Well, she oh. couldn't, you know, on the whole partial partial birth abortion, th- abortion thing, she couldn't. She couldn't come out and say, I oppose partial birth abortion. I mean, and if folks know what partial birth abortion is, it's the most barbaric. It's incredible. Well, I've all seen seen the, uh, we've satanic. all seen the pictures. And, and Trump is with the one yeah. day, two day, three day thing. And he's right. But uh, where do you draw the line? But why? How could you oppose that? I don't get that. But Dan, he, do, do, the hypocrisy is this. I mean. She she may float something out there about being pro-abortion or something, but the instant hypocrisy is when Hillary Clinton is saying the government needs to stay out of a woman's vagina, basically, is the way she lays it out there. The government should have no business. I'm in it for women. But she's fine with the government being involved in all this other stuff, like my gun. So here is a woman, and this is my frustration, is that, unfortunately, Trump and nobody else can seem to point this crap out, that here's a woman who says that a woman should have a right to abort something that is possibly, even in her mind, possibly a living human being, but she's uh, opposed to you having a right to carry an inanimate object like a gun. Right. Well, uh, uh, let me clarify that. That you find one amoeba, one cell on Mars. Oh, life on Mars. But you have 20,000 cells in a woman's womb. Oh, it's just a cluster of cells. Right. Right. It's, yeah, I don't count it's tissue. And and those yeah. two issues, the guns and, and abortion, when, when were she, one right behind the other, too. It was an easy tie-in for the debate. And when she said it was, you know, uh, it was a tough decision, and like I said, why is it tough? It, oh, because it's a human life? Exactly. So <laughs> right, right. That's a piece your argument. You're right. She She said it's a tough decision for women and did all this, but at the same time, she's saying... That it's just a clump of cells. Well, why is it a tough decision if it's just a clump of cells, Hillary? Exactly. Dan, thanks right. so now, much for the like call. Now, like you said, I'm, 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 I'm never Trump. State, though, I'm never yeah. Hillary. USSAnews.com. You got it, buddy. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, let's move on. I got some other calls. 888 Let's go to Oklahoma now. And Cameron, how are you? Doing fine, sir. How are you doing this evening? Doing well. Your thoughts on the uh, debate tonight? Yeah, just um, after I watched the uh, second debate, I had the same thought where Trump is just not good at debating whatsoever. I mean, he, he's like watching a very bad comedy act. Or something. <laughs> he has horrible timing. He just he can't reply. And I know everyone loves him because he's not a politician, but this is a big problem of not being a politician. You have no experience debating like this. Like in the second debate, uh, mm-hmm. Hillary said, I think, well, I think you should uh, I think you should apologize for your comments against women. That was a perfect opportunity for Trump to bring up Hillary's comments against the women that uh, that Clinton sexually abused when he was in she office. But then he said, right. oh, no, you should apologize for your emails. No, 
blown opportunity right there. It was just so sad to watch. Yeah, and, you know, you're right. I don't think this is about not being a politician. It's just not knowing the information. Because when you hear Trump on Mm -hmm. an issue that he really knows, he can start rolling on the stuff, and he's pretty good. But he's not able to tie these things together. He doesn't know the arguments. Listen, if you meet any political pundit, any political writer, any radio host, whatever, that is newer... They don't know the arguments and issues. And it's not about talking mm-hmm. points. It's about understanding it, sometimes being around it long enough, sometimes just being smart, um, where you can put the issues together. Like some of the things we're combining. These are, I mean, abortion and gun control, they don't have anything to do with each other until you realize the hypocrisy from somebody like Hillary Clinton. Right. It's, I guess I it's slightly overstate that because like Carly Fiorina, great debater. Ben Carson, pretty good debater. They knew how yeah. to pair the stuff together. They knew how to keep a very good dialogue going, but it's just not Trump's strong point. He's yeah. very good at scripted lines because he's a movie star. I mean, that's what he did. Mm. This is not his forte whatsoever. Cameron, do you know what I would give to debate Hillary Clinton or Barack oh, Obama? Or anybody any on, this, oh on this network, everybody would give their, their yeah. right I would, arm. I, any and, conservative. Oh yeah, not, and not, any conservative not even... For, not even not even for gain of the show, not even for that where I get credit for content <laughs> or whatever, just for my own satisfaction. Just to, because mm-hmm. it never get the mainstream media. Oh, oh wait a minute. They won't wait do a interviews. Minute. Yeah. Another, another Rocky reference. Oh, wait, this is the second one. Just Uh-oh. like between Apollo and Rocky. <laughs> just, just, it would be just just you guys. No cameras. No t- Just That's you right. guys <laughs> sitting in a room. Ding. That's right. Ding. ding. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. All right, Cameron. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the comments. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, By the way, Doc. 900 if you want to join us. That's 888-900-3393. By the way, somewhere around America tonight, Jeb Bush is, is chortling because did you notice? <laughs> did you notice how subdued Donald Trump was to start the debate? I mean, he looked. He was low energy. Ty- uh, yes, yes. I wasn't going to say it. I'm glad you did. But yeah. he looked tired. He really did. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, they're, he and Hillary, neither one of them are young or anything like that. She looked more up for it. I don't know what's going on with him. I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. My speculation is that Donald tells people he's not going to prepare the way they want him to or he's not going to get rest like they tell him to or whatever, and he just bucks the trend. That's what I'm guessing is going on, but that's my frustration for people that, are looking for Donald Trump to do really, really well, and he missed the opportunity. As most people have said, yeah, it looks like a, a toss-up between the two of them tonight. Yeah. And Donald Trump didn't need a toss-up. He needed a clear-cut victory. And something that was going to make him stand out in the minds of some of those people that are more in the middle. Couldn't, could, couldn't agree more. Again, he needed that grand slam. He needed, to, he needed to change the narrative. He needed to shame the press from their ignoring of WikiLeaks, as Drudge aptly pointed out, because they're implicated too, that, but he needed to shame them. And he, he needed to at least recognize the name Project Veritas, where Democrats have admitted in to rigging clips. elections. In those, in yeah, those clips, those clips, clips were tremendous. Those yes, clips. Tremendous. So early, early on, like right as they were taking the stage, I uh, asked the uh, – before – Trump had even said anything. I asked what the over-under was going to be on the word tremendous tonight from Donald Trump. And I put the over-under at seven. And that's how many times he, by my 
sounds tremendous. Treme- and I had other people using the uh, uh, the Trump tremendo meter, uh, discount. Yeah, the, <laughs> the tremendo meter, tremendous counter. Was <laughs> fun stuff. All right, let's go through some uh, some observations. We had specific things in the um, in the debate tonight as well. Uh, let's see here. Um, some of the notes that I took down to, aside from how Hillary looked in the Trump tremendous count, were things like um, Hillary Clinton with the Second Amendment, as we said, shall not be infringed. And they always start with, no, I support the Second Amendment, but. But. Um, Hillary and with Hillary, that, it's always a big but. Yeah. Oh, it's, she's got a huge but when it comes to that. She said she supports the Second Amendment and then spent two minutes justifying how she's going to infringe the. The gun owner's rights. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, sorry, Hillary, you can't do it. And I'm, I'm just frustrated that she and others never get called out for that. Um, <clears throat> she said you can't make a choice to own a gun, basically, but abort a child, that's fine. Some of the hypocrisies there. And I was frustrated that Trump wasn't able to do that, to, to bring that up. Uh, the bad hombres line, I knew instantly that was going to be a hashtag, a T-shirt, and everything else, a meme. Yeah. It was great. It was a little Mexican lingo thrown in there. I mean, why? Why not? Those are some bad hombres. Yeah, I don't bad hombres. And what's the word for bad in Spanish? Should he have gone full Spanish with it? Muy muy malo. Very very hombres. Muy malo hombres. Hombres. Okay. Um, Or hombres. Hombres. Yes. By the way, what is the point of comprehensive immigration reform that Hillary is pushing over and over? What is the point of comprehensive immigration reform if you're offering amnesty to the people already in here? Because I got an answer for you. What's that? Well, the, the, the answer is clear. When you, when you have comprehensive immigration reform, it's like comprehensive health care reform, which is Obamacare. What you do is you basically have Obamacare for the borders, which is so convoluted and so that nobody knows at all what the bill says, that nothing gets done. You know, we have a fence bill that was passed, that was signed into law by a sitting president, President Bush, that just goes unfunded. Nobody oh, cries. Yeah. Nobody cries that the government isn't fully funded because the fence bill isn't fully funded. <laughs> right, right. But it's, it's so frustrating because they make the argument that we need comprehensive immigration reform. The only reason they want that is because they could get all of it done except amnesty, but they won't do it individually because they want to get amnesty passed, which they can't get passed on their own. And my frustration is nobody ever points out what is your point of securing the border if you're going to allow all of those people to stay here? What is the, who cares? Why are you even securing the border? Tell you what, Chris, you've got four murderers in your house tonight, but you lock your doors because you don't want any bad people coming in. The ones that are there, you're going to go ahead and leave them stay, okay? Well, uh, what the look, hell's the point of locking your damn door then? I, I, have, I have studied this, this issue for a good many years now, and I can tell you that there is, a, there, is a huge, there is a huge problem with not enforcing your laws for as long as we have not enforced our laws, better part of 40 years, uh, probably going on half a century now. And what happens is, is you get families like Hillary Clinton. She brought up Claudia. Do you remember this? She brings up, Cla- oh, I met, I met Claudia, and she's really afraid that her parents are going to be deported because she's an American citizen because she was born here. And, uh, and, but, but they're going to they're be sent away if Donald Trump is elected office because they're illegal immigrants. See, the, the problem is, Hillary, is that this is, this is a, a consequence when you don't obey your own laws, when you don't enforce your own laws. People's lives get turned upside down. And that this is a perfect example that the illegal immigrant community gets hurt, the legal immigrant community gets a slap across the face because everybody gets to jump in front of them and they get to incur all the costs and time that it, it takes. And then, of course, the American citizen 
get screwed with with all of the illegal immigrants getting access to local and state programs, which which, by the way, are fed by federal money. So don't let them tell you for one second that, that these people don't have access oh, to to uh, <clears throat> to programs. They, they 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 get them. So when you no, secure you the a, border, the, the, the securing the border first. Well, the sec- securing the border first means you stop the bleeding, and then okay, you've got people here that have such that that because of our government looking the other way all these years. Now let's sort through the people who are here. Who gets to stay and who must go? And then and and that's a, that's a long drawn out process that will probably be uh, uh, affected by a lot of American compassion. You made a good point though, but. Hillary would have you believe that if you want people deported and you want to secure the border, that you are hurting those people. Who is Claudia? Is that it? Her, her parents? Yeah. Yes. See, yes. you're hurting <clears throat> Claudia's parents because they came here illegally and you're hurting them by trying to tear them apart and ship them off or whatever. No. It is the Hillary Clintons and the Barack Obamas and the George W. Bushes and everybody else who has not secured the border and who didn't kick them out on day one that allowed them to stay and made it worse. You actually hurt them by putting them through all of this instead of simply saying, listen, we'd love you to come here. Do it the right way. You know, do it the right way. Come on in. They hurt them. It's not me kicking them out and enforcing the laws. It's like saying you gun some guy down in a 7-Eleven and because I arrest you, I'm the bad guy. No, it's you who did it. You're the one who set the stage for the bad stuff. That's a that's a big frustration of mine. Um, I did like when Donald Trump um, mentioned that she sidestepped one of the questions, you know, and didn't answer. Yeah, I remember I think, that. Yeah, that was that was a real solid point I got that. But that was really the only, I think, real good shot he gave her. Um, oh, yeah, I made a note. I'm tired of hearing people like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama mention the middle class when what they really mean is the poor class. They're not talking about helping the middle class. They say middle class because it's good marketing. Those are the voters they're trying to reach. But the programs she mentioned are programs that are not going to help the middle class. No. Yeah, th- you know what? I, p- I picked up on the same point. Mrs. Clinton and, and leftists in particular want you to think that middle class equals government. That the, the, the government must have uh, the, wow, the, 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 the middle class needs government to be successful. It, it, it's complete idiocy. It's complete left wing pablum. Oh, by the way, uh, our mutual friend, Brittany, producer Brittany says, well, the correct way to say bad guys, hombres, is, is hombres malos. You, the adge- in, in Spanish, you see the, the adjective is after the noun. Yeah, that's so Puerto it's... Rican Spanish, though. That's not all Spanish. <laughs> that's different, isn't it? I don't know. They're, they're barely literate there, aren't they? Wow. That's real Spanish. Just putting that out there. <laughs> wow. It's okay. I have Doc the Thompson. umbrella from Brittany. It's okay. She gave me the umbrella. I'm allowed to say those things. Oh, by the way, just so you know, in case you didn't, um, Hillary Clinton isn't going to add a penny to the debt, folks. Oh, yeah, right. Does any, you know what? Obama said the same. Let me be clear. Obamacare will not add one penny, one thin dime to, to, to the debt. You've got to be kidding me. $10 trillion by that yeah. I meant. All right, we're going to tell you uh, some more uh, of Hillary's fuzzy math numbers and get to your calls. we got some people standing by. We'll get to those immediately next following this break on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special post-debate presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate on the Blaze Radio Network.
reactions and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. But we have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. <laughs> bad hombres. <laughs> we got them. All right, let's get to those bad hombres on the phones now. 888 Scott in Ohio, how are you? Hey there. How are you, Doc? <laughs> Doing well, sir. Hey, this is Scott Ruper, your parents' other choice in the U.S. Senate race in Ohio. Oh, hey, how are you, sir? I am doing well. Hey, uh, um, I called to address what you had uh, said earlier about the wedge that's been driven between the people. But uh, first, I wanted to I wanted to say, as one who had who had to listen to the debate because to the debate because I'm working, I'm I'm driving now, uh, heading up to deliver some cars in Michigan after speaking to a group up in Toledo. Mm -hmm. But I have to say that tired, if if all you're doing is listening or maybe you miss with the television on and your eyes closed, tired kind of suits uh, Donald Trump because he he seemed to be more reasonable. Uh, he, was, he was talking in a tone that you could listen to easier um, with, uh, with um, and being tired. I didn't know he was tired, of course, because I'm just listening, but uh, he sounded more reasonable. You're right. You really did right off. That's a good point. Yeah. The, and and a, a few times he started getting he started losing that, and and he brought himself back. I thought he, I thought he did a better job in that respect than he has in the past. Did you catch when Hillary started losing it and uh, getting yeah. angry? One of the things Hillary's campaign has been very good at doing uh, over the last six eight months is making her uh, very reasonable and not go off. Because as soon as Hillary starts getting heated, she starts getting shrill, and right. she has not done that. Until tonight, and she started getting there, and then she backed herself down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, she she about lost herself there a little bit too. But the uh, what I what I called for earlier, you had uh, you had mentioned the division that the parties have created among the people, mm-hmm. and of course that's that's been my campaign message since uh, 2012. I I'm doing this as an independent candidate to bridge that gap that the parties have created among the people. But, in fact, the GOP actually, the establishment GOP has the candidate they deserve because they could have had Ted Cruz if Kasich and Rubio would have gotten out while there were, while there were uh, still more uh, delegates to be won. They, but uh, the establishment GOP didn't want Cruz or Trump to be their nominee, so they tried to bring it to a brokered convention. And they essentially demonstrated, again, my message from 2012, that the primary is an illusion created to make us think we have some control over the process. And when it started to get away from them, when the two candidates that they didn't approve of uh, were looking like they were going to get the nomination, they started trying to manipulate the process. And consequently, they got their worst choice. Uh, I think think uh, that's definitely true. I think there's something else to be said, though. We've all gotten ourselves to this point um, by, and it's understandable, by our frustrations. This is a natural evolution. I mean, it really is. People get so frustrated. And then, you know, and and things have have really gotten out of hand, you know? Yeah. I I don't know if you heard Glenn's monologue today, but it it was pretty brilliant. On uh, some of the things he mentioned, and he's absolutely right. But Scott, I got to skate. Thank you so much, yeah. buddy. Good luck. Uh, we're going right. to go to New York now. And Joe, you're on the uh, Blaze Radio Network. Well, how you doing, Doc? Nice to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Give me a question. Yes, sir. Go give you a question? Yeah. 
um, what's the square root of 121? What's your sign? <laughs> Virgo and seven. <laughs> Point two. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty damn good. Well, thanks no, for the call. No, thoughts for Trump tonight? Trump did better. Mm-hmm. Trump did better. I again, he's not my guy. Neither is Hillary. He did better because he mentioned the word Constitution, Second Amendment, and abortion. That kind of drew the line between her and him. He was. Pro-life, that was clear. She wasn't. Constitution, he was talking about Supreme Court justices where she was kind of uh, ambivalent. And that's kind of pushing me to hold my nose and, all right, I'll pull the lever for him. I and understand that. Two, I understand that. Two, I, it, you know, what am I going to do, vote for ooh, Jill Stein? Really? No, I mean, there's, there's some I other people like it. Evan McMullen and stuff that, that I think are potentially, and you could, you know, write in somebody. I mean, likely, it's not throwing your vote away, but it's not going to be, you know, 70 million other people voting along with you for that person. I mean, that's not going right. to happen. So, so I do have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, conspiracy theory and all this. So let's say that the media is all in with Hillary, and they say, oh, well, Hillary's up by 12 points, and she's got to buy a mile to discourage Trump voters which I'm not. Could, could that possibly sway the election, do you think? In other words, you know, oh, well, it's really, really close, but the media is in it, and they say, oh, well, he's uh, she's up by 20 points. Don't yeah, even come out and vote. Don't, no, don't even bother yourself. That's always a fear. It's, 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 Has a, there it's been a practice a study that people done or anything like this? Yeah, this is something just about every election. It's done even at local elections. Your local town council, they'll say these things to try to do it. And the other side comes out. I mean, even if they really are down by 70 points in the poll, they're like, no, no, <laughs> I still have a chance. So both sides spin in so many different ways. Yeah, they, they could be. I think it goes deeper than that if, if there's any you know conspiracy. Um, that would just be the, the beginning of it. But, Joe, thank you so much right. for the uh, phone call. Appreciate it. I want to get to clut, uh, cut 22. I have to bring this up. And, Chris Salcedo, I am hoping that you can explain this to me because this sounded really odd. It was such a throwaway line. I tweeted about it, and I don't know if Hillary's talked about this before or what, but what does cut 22 mean? Listen to this. So he goes around with crocodile tears about how terrible it is. But he has given That's, jobs to Chinese steel workers, not American steel workers. Mr. Trump? That's the kind well, of approach well, let me just say, that let me is just, just say. not going to work. It We're just, going to pull the country together. We're going to have trade agreements that we enforce. That's why I'm going to have a trade prosecutor for the first time in history. And we're going to enforce Whoa, whoa, the- whoa, whoa. We're going to have a trade prosecutor? Oh, yes. Oh, what yes. the hell is a trade prosecutor? Don't know. They just, they just, you know, remember when Barack Obama first got in? Let me be clear. We're going to have a czar for this. We're going to have a toilet paper czar. We're going to have a czar, a czar for people who uh, go 65 in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. We're going to have a czar for this and a czar for that. Just grow government. That's all these people know how to do. They're going to invent jobs for people. This, this, this trade person will... will, will <laughs> 
allegedly have authority, uh, authority to make sure the Chinese stick to their, which, by the way, there is no constitutional authority that is vested in this position that she wants to create. It's just going to be a, a, a do nothing, know nothing individual who will have zero power or or at worst do what Democrats and, and an alarming number of Republicans do. I'm afraid, which is vest the fourth branch of government, which is this bureaucratic BS that we've endured to a greater degree in this administration than in any other. This bureaucratic BS to basically take the heat off of them. So, well, if something gets screwed up or Americans lose their job or whole industries collapse, well, we'll just blame it on this unelected bureaucrat by the name of the trade czar or the trade police or whatever the hell she's going to call him. So so that but, but it's not Hillary Clinton's fault. She put she, she she trusted him to do the right thing. It's it's just another layer of bureaucracy to insulate these people from accountability. This I mean, it's scary when I hear them invent these terms. I mean, let's go to Lawrence B. Jones from the blaze and uh, and find out uh, Lawrence B. Jones. Hillary wants she just casually threw out there a trade prosecutor and then she moved on. Chris Wallace didn't go. Wait a minute. Donald Trump didn't say, <laughs> wait a minute. What's a trade prosecutor? <laughs> What what's going uh, on? <laughs> I I don't know I don't know what she means by that. I think it's just one of those, <laughs> I think it's just another just a campaign speech, uh just to say I'm gonna do something which she's really not gonna do anything. Um yeah, I I I don't think there's anything to it. I think there's just was something to Get the crowd going, saying, oh, it hey, sounds Liberals, good. I got your back. Yeah, it sounds okay. good, but there's really nothing to it. All it really is legally is just, it's not a, a trades prosecutor. It's just a special prosecutor that focuses on trade laws uh, if they violate any federal laws. So she could have called it anything. She could have said, uh, I'm going to have right. a trade enforcer or right. a, right. right, okay. That's it. That's all it is, you know. Uh, but it sounds good, so it got the liberals saying, "Oh yeah, she has her back," <laughs> you know. <laughs> which, which was the majority of what she did throughout the debate. Um, it, it really wasn't any substantial. Um, like she talks a good game, but sure. the, the difference from her and Donald is she actually has a record. So you know, he, he often talks about. The 30 years of her, I don't know if it's quite 30 years, but she's been in public life for a while. Um, and why didn't she do this before? Uh, he has a point, and I actually agree with him, which is very few things that I agree mm-hmm. with him on. Um, he's right about that. Why didn't you do this before? And I think that's going to be a solid case for him. Right. It, why? Think about how funny it is. It, he's right, but it's still funny on both sides. She accuses him of something, getting away with something. He says, no, that was the law, and if you don't like it, why did you let me do those bad things? <laughs> right? Which it's, is true. Hillary, why did you let him do those bad things? It, it's kind of childish, though. It's like, but you made me. You let me do it. <laughs> you know? It's like the child that gets in trouble. By the way, it really annoys me how childish she is. You know, it's it's funny, and then you realize man, this guy could potentially be running the the country, which I don't think he's going to win. But um, you know, it's kind of scary just to it think is. that that could happen. So, you know? Lord Lawrence B. Jones, I started off the uh, the pre-show of saying uh, Donald Trump needs needs something big. He, I don't think he, you know, tanked or anything. It was kind of a draw in oh, my, in my no. opinion. 
But I think he needed oh. a uh, something to move the needle, and I wanted him to go all Jack Reacher on her. I wanted him to do like, the first thing to just start off, just ignore the question and go, two things are going to happen in the next 90 minutes. And then just <laughs> just lay it all out. <laughs> he didn't do that. No, he, he didn't was, get it done. No, no uh, his first 30 minutes were okay. I will give him that. The problem with Donald is this, uh, which which is dangerous, is that his own, um, you know, his he has too much pride in himself, and every time she could find some way to jab him with a personal attack, it got under his skin, and he got he had easy easy rebuttals, easy ways that he could have went after. Her. But he was more focused on the personal attack that he spent more time uh, rebutting the personal attack instead of providing uh, what she did, what her record did, was, about her emails, about Benghazi, about what the WikiLeaks said. You know, he had all those opportunities to say all that stuff, but because uh, she made a personal attack talking about how he got a loan from his daddy, that got under his skin. So he no longer was focused on the issue. That's a great point, and that actually leads me now to uh, to believe I know what type of drug she's been on to get up for the debate. It's uh, <laughs> it's estrogen, because that is such a female game to play. That is uh, such a little catty remarks where you're like, "What did she? What the? It's like that? I think that's what it is. She's all hopped what up on the estrogen." Speaking of that, what did you think about his comment? What did you think about his comment? Which one? About? She's a terrible person or something? She's a terrible woman. <laughs> what did you think? Oh, no, about his you're you, you are a, you are a horrible. A hor- what did he say? Horrible? Did he say horrible or did he say mean? Did he say did he say mean person or horrible I think person? He said- Horrible. It was right at yeah. the end. In fact, let me you see are a horrible person. <laughs> um, well, it's true. It has the virtue of being true, but. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's... Here's the, uh, here's the deal. I chuckled, but it's not smart. It's just simply not smart. Like, no. a lot of the things that he does, it, it's really funny. It's comical. It's comedy. But it's not effective. It's not going to work. And, no, in, in fact, Lawrence, I think if you're going to do that, you and again, this is not smart either, but if you're going to do it, you go big. You just come out yeah. and drop a C-bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's going to be bad, too, but at least it's going to be bigger than this mamby-pamby little terrible person. But that's not helping you. <laughs> you do a pretty good go Fallon doing, doing Trump, by the way. I got I to gotta say I that. Do. It's a Fallon doing Trump. Lawrence B. Jones, I want to play a little clip for you. Yeah. This is a cut number 23 on our cue sheet. It's this kind of flowery little speech that Hillary gave. And I want to know, a lot of times... These elections come down to the undecided vote, the people in the middle, and a lot of those are are millennials this time around. These are the younger people who a lot of times don't know history, don't know as many of the facts, but they hear something that just sounds nice. And you can't blame them for saying that. Let's vote for that person. Listen to this minute clip and tell me if this is going to sway any of the millennials or any of the people in the middle. Here it is. Again, this is cut number 22. All of us to demonstrate who we are and who our country is and to stand up and be very clear about what we expect from our next president, how we want to bring our country together, where we don't want to have the kind of pitting of people one against the other, 
where instead we celebrate our diversity, we lift yeah. people up, and we make our country even greater. America is great because America is good. And it really is up to all of us to make that true now and in the future, and particularly for our children and our grandchildren. De Tocqueville. She quoted De Tocqueville, if you can believe it, number one. Number two, she's admitting that America is divided under the, dem- the current Democrat president. And I think that's, know, that's well, notable. But, and Chris, we know her history. It's all crap. She divides. But my I point know, is, if you, know. Don't, if you don't know and you hear that, aren't you like, wow, that's nice. No, 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 no. It's my grandma. Here's the deal. Um, and this is one of the things why I feel like Republicans um, are kind of dumb and, and kind of uh, mess. They, they kind of screwed up because they got played. They got played. They let their anger take over them, and then they got Donald Trump. Because, uh-huh. uh, you know, she has this thing where she feels like the same young people that showed up for Obama are going to show for her. And that's just not true. As a matter of fact, the same young people um, that supported Bernie Sanders are are actively going against her still. As a matter of fact, we saw reports of them hiding and the protesters that were coming to her rally still there were Bernie Sanders supporters. Oh, we Lawrence, know that do Bernie you- Go ahead. Do you, do you, yeah, Lawrence, do you know you know the the show Young Turks, right? A bunch of bunch of mm-hmm, live extremists, mm-hmm. right? They are the yes, ones sir. out. They're the ones out there sticking the microphones in the face of John Podesta, saying, "Hey, dude, mm-hmm. what did Hillary mean in these uh, Wall Street speeches when she said this and this?" It, 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 these people, these Bernie Sanders supporters, like are her. livid. They are livid. They don't like her, and they're pissed off at Bernie for selling his soul as well. Yeah. You know, and so. And, and I, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this, guys. But this is why I say the Trump thing, we kind of got played. We kind of got played because pretty much anybody on that stage could could be Hillary Clinton. But right now, I'm just going to go out here and say it. I don't think I've ever said it. It's over. It's done. I agree. It's over. He's going to lose. It's I, I, done. I absolutely it's, think he's going to lose. It's, 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 I'm not saying I want him. If you think. If you think this this election is about the issues now, you are sadly mistaken. This is no longer about the economy or jobs or who's going to defeat ISIS. They don't care about that. The voters are they're looking at the character of this guy. Will he talk about a ten year old girl in Trump Tower saying, "Oh, when you when you hit twenty, I can't wait to date you." Ten year old. So. This is no longer about issues. We made the decision to elect someone that was really unfit, that didn't do any vetting of his past. Um, and now we, we're stuck. We're trying to figure out how we're going to get out of this mess. Let me tell you Sorry. about my new network. It's called Trump, and it's tremendous. My new television <laughs> network. You oh, sound like a oh, young man that, uh, yeah. that, that would be a perfect fit for wow. my new network. By the way... He's pimping all of us and the RNC and their money by promoting this new network. By the way, did y'all see that article by BuzzFeed that just released? They officially launched the Trump TV network tonight. Did they? Did they do that? Is that yes. That's what we were guessing, yeah. Yes. Yes, uh, they officially did, launched it tonight. Is he calling it Bla- the Blase Network? Is that <laughs> <laughs> Blase? No? That's a, wow. That's I mean, it, is, is it just Trump? Wrong on so many levels. Um, but Chris, what do you 
think about this, brother? Because I, I, I know, I know you're gonna fall for him. Because I understand the lesser two evils. I, I, I get you. I get you. Do you still think there's some hope for him? Actually, here, you know, what, guys, where, where, where I have been consistently, it's, it's, it's never been a lesser of the two evils argument for me. It is a shot. I, I know that the, the, the degradation of this country, all the pablum you heard from Hillary Clinton tonight, will not be delivered. The division will continue. The degradation of our economy will continue. The degradation of our military will continue. Our light footprint from the lead, uh, light footprint lead from behind foreign policy will continue. And America's status in the world will continue to fall because Hillary Clinton doesn't know how to do anything else differently. She doesn't know how to recover the economy. She doesn't know how to recover. She doesn't know what she doesn't. Leftists don't understand America. So so with Donald Trump, all I've said is that he gives us a chance to he won't target us as conservatives. Hillary Clinton is coming after us with with a vengeance that uh, just get ready for it, Lawrence. It it is going to be horrific if she's in that Oval Office. I know. I know. Now. I mean, Lawrence. we got secret servers at the Blaze headquarters. I mean, oh, yeah. Come oh, on. yeah. It's crazy. He's already targeted. Lawrence, Say what? Know. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you joining us. And wow. uh, we'll have more tomorrow morning uh, on the Blaze Radio Network from 6 to 9 as I kick things off, followed by Glenn, followed by Buck, followed by C- Chris Salcedo. That's your lineup tomorrow right here on the Blaze Radio Network. In the meantime, follow at Doc Thompson Show and at Chris Salcedo TX. Have yourselves a great night. You're listening to reactions and analysis of The Debate. The Blaze Radio Network.